What's up my fellow scruffy looking nerf herders and welcome to the Carbonite Chat. Today we're going to be talking about the fan film Han Solo A Smuggler's Trade. Now this is done by Jamie Costa which if you don't know who he is he's an impressionist that's been on YouTube. He's pretty good at doing quite a lot of impressions and one of them is being Han Solo. Now if you want to see this it's fairly interesting uh, fan film. I mean, it's definitely not bad. A lot of people really love it, so I would suggest it. It is linked down below if you want to watch it before I get into kind of what all happens in inside of the fan film itself. Now, it seems like it's directed by J.J. Abrams. There's there's lens flares all throughout this. Like from the very beginning, it's lens flares, and there's going to be lens flares like every every couple of minutes. So this is essentially. Han Solo if J.J. Abrams directed it. But it starts off and it kind of pans down to, <laughs> to a lens flare. And then you see Han Solo being tossed around. And you find out the reason why he's kind of getting you know, roughed up is because he was cheating. They pulled on his sleeve and he has some Sabat cards in, in his sleeve. And so he was cheating in a game of cards. And so then as he's kind of getting beat up, and they're holding him up. They mention that he's got no Wookiee and no friend. So how is he going to be able to save himself or protect himself? And in this kind of hints that where the scenario is, where his you know life is at this point, and he doesn't seem to take it very well that this character says this, and he kind of fights off. And then they end up getting in this kind of squirmish on the ground, and then he's finally kicked out. But once he walks out, he kind of gets this little smirk on his face, and he pulls out a lightsaber. So kind of a reference to the Legends stories where he was kind of trained up to be a pickpocket as a child. And so it kind of references that, that he was able to pickpocket the lightsaber. This is where a lot of people in this talk about how he should be. He should have been the one picked to be Han Solo. Um, I don't agree with that. One of the reasons, and it may be because I've seen his other impressions that he's done and he's very good at doing a Robin Robin Williams impression and some of his smirks and kind of like smirk and kind of half laugh that's trying to be the charismatic kind of you know cocky Han Solo character to me comes off a little more humorous in the side of it made me think of his Robin Williams because he, he makes that face when he's doing the Robin Williams impression a lot so for me there was a few moments in this that were really, really spot on Han Solo. Um, he did really well. And it was clearly that they set up, set it up to look like a moment that we had seen from Return of the Jedi and he, him talking. And it, it's played off fairly similarly, you know, very well done. But it's up and down for me. And it's more obvious that he's trying to do an impression. He's not as good of an actor. But, so for me, what I'm comparing him to is basically uh, the person, my mind is blanking on his name now. He he played in Age of Adelon. He played uh, uh, a young Harrison Ford in Age of Adelon. Adeline, however you say it. And I think he should have been the solo. Um, it's tough to compare when that character's not playing Han Solo, but playing a young Harrison Ford who is Han Solo. He did an incredibly good job. Uh, Anthony and Gruber, that's his name. Anthony and Gruber, 
I think Anthony and Gruber should have been the choice, without a doubt. Anthony and Gruber does have some acting chops. He is he has acted in bigger films. Jamie Costa is more of a comedian and an impressionist, and that's why a lot of what happens in this, in my opinion, comes off a bit more humorous than Han Solo would play it. I think Han Solo is in humorous situations, but it's more played straight. But I felt like some of these, and it may be because I've seen his impressions again. You know, again, it's a fan film, so I'm not trying to judge it, just give my opinion on it. Because a lot of people in the comments, you begin to look down the comments, I didn't look through all of them, but I looked at it somewhat. And everyone was like, you should have been Han Solo, you should have been Han Solo. But I, I think he's more of an impressionist, and I don't think he could have done it. I don't blame Star Wars for not picking him for this, but I do blame them for not picking Anthony and Gruber. But anyways, moving on. After that kind of smirking, he's got the lightsaber, and you see what he was there for. Then somebody comes out and realizes that he stole the lightsaber, and he goes off on a speeder. And then has a moment where he spends a night out in the desert, nothing much happening. And then he shows up at a place, which it looks like there's sand people with red gloves on. It looked really weird to me. But he gets inside, and there's just kind of like... It sounds like a person that the Aftermath novels talked about where it's this, you know, acolyte of the beyond kind of character. Someone that's obsessed with the Force. And this is where, with some of the other characters, the acting's not real great. It's kind of elevated up and the acting's a little, you know, rough. <laughs> but anyway, it's a fan film. And so it's going through, you get a few more lens flares. And he shows up, you see Chewbacca in a cage. And he's essentially trying to bring the lightsaber as payment to get Chewbacca out of the cage. And the guy begins to talk about how, you know, Han doesn't respect the Force. And, you know, this guy kind of like worships the Force. He's got a Revan mask that he, that he was holding up to his face beforehand. And Han says, I've got a payment for you to get Chewbacca free and reveals the lightsaber. And the guy's just in awe of it. He's holding, he's like, you know... We, there's not really any Jedi around anymore, but we still should like worship the Force and all of this stuff. But then he says that Chewie is not going to be able to be free because he's going to get much more money from the Spice Mines. And so that he's going to sell them to the Spice Mines. Sorry, Han, you're out of luck. Han, you know, that's not fair. You know, even I, a cheat, you know, realize you can't go back on your word like this. And then Han reaches out with the Force. Well, reaches out... And pulls the lightsaber to him through the force. And this shocks anyone that's watching it. As well as the guy. And he just doesn't believe it. He can't believe that it's true. And then Han runs to open up the cage. It's interesting to me that Han, two points in this. That Han tries to open up the cage. He lights the lightsaber up. And he runs to the cage and the lightsaber's off. Why didn't you leave it on? Why didn't you just kind of hack at the cage to open it so that Chewie could get out, but he doesn't. And the other, him and the other guy get into a scramble. And as they're getting into a scramble, Chewie grabs the lightsaber. And you, you don't see it on screen, but he ends up freeing himself from the cage. And the guy's calling Hana, you know, saying that he's heretical for, you know, his beliefs on the Force. And that, you know, he's going to pay. And Han says, I only I believe one thing to be true. Because the guy says that you don't believe in the Force. He goes, I do believe one thing to be true. You never angry a, anger a Wookiee. And then that's when Chewie appears from behind and beats the crap out of him off screen. And that's when Han begins to walk out. And it's revealed that Han kind of pulled a trick. That he says, you know, 
Chewie's like, are you a Jedi? And he goes, no, I'm not a Jedi. He goes, you don't have to be a Jedi to do that. You just got to have a few tricks up your sleeves. And he pulls down his sleeves, revealing that he had like a magnet that would pull the lightsaber back to his hand. Um, which I really like. You know, when I first saw it, I was like, are you kidding me? You're making Han to be a Jedi. Please do not do this. But then so it was a nice little reveal. It was a nice little play on something that Han would do. The, you know, that story as a whole is something that Han would do. I think it was done very fairly interestingly and I liked kind of the way it was paid off at the end with the reveal the problem is with me and again it's a fan film but it was done fairly high quality and I would imagine much more than just like you know if me and some friends shot one somewhere or something like that so I do kind of compare it a little bit higher but you had the moment where he turn the lightsaber back off. The lightsaber was the crappiest looking lightsaber you've ever seen in your life. But when he's fighting and scrambling with a guy, his sleeves come up. Both both sleeves come up. And there's nothing there. I watched it twice. And so the first time you don't notice it because you don't know anything's supposed to be there. But then he pulls the sleeve down to say you gotta have a trick up your sleeve. And he's got like a magnet right here. But when they're fighting, it's not there. So that was just kind of like a, yeah, you, you know whatever but overall one of my favorite parts was the very end the back and forth between him and Chewie I actually would prefer more to see like a sequel to this and see him and Chewie going back and forth the Chewie costume was really really good and so I actually liked the whole back and forth I thought that it worked well it worked much better for him when he's just kind of playing back and forth and it's a more casual thing than the rest of the film. And it wasn't bad. He's not like terrible, but he, he, I mean, he shouldn't be solo for the actual movies done by Lucasfilm. I mean, that's just my opinion. But anyways, those are my thoughts on it. Again, I think it's an interesting look. We're about a month out from the solo movie now. And so I thought I would, you know, bring this up, let you, you know, watch a different solo film with a different solo character, probably in a week or so. I'm going to take Jamie Costa, Anthony and Gruber, um, Alden Ehrenreich, and then also Han Solo and compare them all and see which one of them would have been the right choice by kind of putting clips together and showing them and seeing who would have actually been the best choice for the solo film before we get the solo film out. But after watching this, it kind of brought to mind that that would be something that would be an interesting thing to look at and do. In my opinion, Anthony and Gruber was the obvious choice but this isn't a video to discuss on that weekend if you want to discuss it down below but this is about breaking down another fan film and you know this one is definitely worth a watch it's only like 12 minutes so it's not long and uh, it's pretty good it's it's not how some of the commenters in the comments of that video make it out to be it's not the best fan film that's ever made it's not for sure han solo that he's like the perfect han solo but it's a pretty good it's good for a fan film of solo it wouldn't be good as if somebody said this looks like it's an official short release from star wars no no it's not well maybe the more recent i wouldn't say that it's not as bad as the recent star wars but it's not as good as real Star Wars. Anyways, those are my thoughts. I look forward to hearing your thoughts down below. So thank you very much for watching. And never forget your nerf herders. I love you.